0: Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, the number one show for the invested sports fan.
1: Ready, ready. All right, here we go. From the ten throwing in zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they
0: go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, oh, that's incredible.
1: <laughs> Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right.
2: That is the ultimate kibosh. You want
1: to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Super Bowl 54 Fantasy Flex on the Action Network podcast. I'm Matthew Friedman, the editor-in-chief of Fantasy Labs, part of the Action Network. In this episode, we are breaking down the Super Bowl 54 slate from a daily fantasy perspective, and we are diving into those Super Bowl 54 player prop bets. It is Propapalooza. With me, as always, are Sean Corner and Chris Ravon. Sean is our Director of Predictive Analytics and one of the top in-season fantasy football rankers for the past half-decade. And Chris is a Senior Editor and Analyst at the Action Network, a co-host of the Action Network show on SiriusXM, Fantasy Sports Radio, and a Top 5 fantasy football ranker for the 2019-20 NFL season. Gentlemen, we're looking good and we are ready to bet on some Super Bowl 54 props. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good, man. I tried to uh, get a haircut before the show. Uh, My barber
0: was not there yet. That's typical New York barber fair, I guess. It's like, oh, noon, too early for me. I'll come in at like two. So uh, thanks a lot, Bobby.
1: You got your haircut last week. You keep it sleek. You keep it tight. Sean and I, like we haven't gotten haircuts (laughs) in a long time. So I don't even want to hear this barber talk from you. Shampoo. That was a new thing for me. Like, like when I moved with my girlfriend, like I was like, you know, like
0: water, isn't that good for your hair? She was like, no, you gotta use shampoo every day. I was like every day. So like we do it in different ways. You know, I, I, I slack on the shampoo. Uh, you guys go weeks without haircuts, you know, you take a shower every day. <laughs>
1: I, do, I, I, I,
0: you know, I I didn't I didn't think i would i didn't plan to but you know it's just life happens and sometimes you gotta leave your house so uh yeah it's unfortunately you're so clean sean
1: how's it going over there with no
2: you? no hair takes for me i mean we have a game uh the, a
1: rare game where we have player props two weeks in advance so i've been uh-huh. a little more worried about that than my hair no this is a fantastic game if you look in the action network app right now you see that The Chiefs are anywhere from one to two point favorites, the total anywhere from 54 to 55. We're expecting a tight game, a high scoring game, which means that uh, there could be a lot of fun prop action to bet on. And uh, let's jump into it. I want to get your thoughts first from the DFS perspective of how to approach these smaller slates, Um, especially one like this where there's going to be uh, a lot of action on it. Uh, and, uh, you know, so higher prize pools, maybe more benefit to being contrarian. Want to get your big picture takes on that. Sean, start with you how do you approach a showdown slate like this? Yeah. So, you know, every showdown slate's
2: unique in itself. And we're fortunate to have this just amazing matchup. I mean, there's so much talent in this game, so there's a lot you could do. I'm not going to say any specific players you should have, but just when you make your team, you know, the captain slot, I'm sure Ray Bon will touch on this, but the captain slot is obviously important. I typically have, uh, you know, wide receiver there or in this game, you could have a tight end. Um, I, I like having a guy that'll get, receptions on a satellite like dK one point per reception that's typically the way to win these tournaments but mostly you're gonna want to just have a team that correlates well with itself this game there's some interesting correlations you could do you have the michael hardman uh, chiefs defense stack so if he returns kickoff or punt for a touchdown you get you know two touchdowns for one big slate like this obviously you know him returning a touchdown is not likely but it's also not likely that you're gonna you know take down a 400 thousand entry tournament so you just have to you have to compare the odds of something happening versus you know being able to take down a tournament like this so i'll have some hard men chiefs defense stacks um, i also think you know mahomes is a captain you'll want you know say three players he'll be throwing the ball to so so just thinking about things like that um correlation wise i think is the key to slates like this
1: rayvon what are your thoughts on approaching a showdown slate
0: Yeah, I, you know, totally agree about the, you know, in tournaments, you definitely want uh, receivers in the captain spot. And I think the most important point that Sean probably hit on is when I'll kind of underscore is, you know, your lineup has to essentially tell a story, like everything has to be correlated. You have six spots or five spots on FanDuel. And, you know, for example, if I'm going to put somebody like Damian Williams in the captain spot, then uh, I'm probably going to fade Mahomes. I'm probably going to go with only one other chiefs pass catcher and kind of say, okay, well, how could a lineup hit with Damian Williams and let's say Tyree Hill was a top two scorers where Mahomes was, was not, or he was just too expensive to be, you know, and then kind of go from there. So um, I think that's really important. And I think, you know, in cash games, it's really, you know, it's always kind of the, the goal is the same at the outset. You're always trying to get uh, both quarterbacks and both top running backs into your lineup one way or another. Um, sometimes you have to end up fading um, at least one of the, the, those four, um, but but the goal is always the same. I think in this slate, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, a lot of people, I think in cash games make the mistake of like, they, they want to, Throw in like all of the stud receivers, and a lot of times, no, like try to get the quarterback in first, and, and and then if you can fit a receiver or whatever, not like you know some some teams you can. I think in this slate, like you want to get Mahomes and you want to get Garoppolo and um and then like Williams and and most of other priorities Um rather than like a Hill, a Kelsey, a Debo, guys like that who seem maybe like they're better values, but uh you just want to try to capture as much of the. Rushing and passing touchdowns as you possibly can in cash, and in the tournaments, yeah, it's 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 receivers in the captain spot or uh, or the running back. But if the running back is there, just make sure that the rest of the lineup kind of, it, you know, there can't be too much going on with the other team w- with your own pass catchers on that team. If you're going to put the running back in a captain spot, you got to hope he gets two three touchdowns. It kind of like last uh, the NFC Championship game, Raheem Mostert in the captain spot. You can't really have like a Jimmy Garoppolo stack and uh, that hit. You, I mean, it could hit in this game, but. It, like just pricing wise, it's going to be highly unlikely because there's so much talent, as Sean mentioned, that you're going to have to kind of hit it perfectly. And, and the, uh, the, the guys at the bottom become extremely important, like a, a guy like a Blake Bell or, um, you know, Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Kendrick Bourne, uh, guys like that. Um, they are going to kind of play a key role because they could decide a slate like this with so many expensive players.
1: Okay, so that's some DFS talk. We're going to get into the players and structure most of our conversation around player props. But uh, if we have some DFS takes that we want to talk about as we're running through the different position groups, we can hit those. Uh, And obviously, Raybon will have his showdown slate for the Super Bowl, uh, his strategy piece coming out later on Fantasy Labs. Check that out. Guys, let's get into the quarterback position. We've got Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the yardage props, but then any props that you like outside of those for these guys. Mahomes has a yardage prop right now of around 305.5. Obviously, caveat, if you have a lot of books at your disposal and uh, it's a great idea to do that. It's, It's a best practice line shop for, you know, the best possible value out there. But right now. 305.5 305.5 yards for Patrick Mahomes, around 240.5 for Jimmy Garoppolo. Sean, what are your thoughts on those props? Any other props you like for these guys?
2: Yeah, so the, I think the yardage props are spot on. Um, I have their median right around there. And, you know, we could talk about it. You know, I think wide receivers, there's some opportunities for guys with lower um, projected totals. Like, th- that's where the value is. But with passing yards, it takes a good, like, 15 yards to be off um, for it to meet the threshold where I'm in a bet. So these I'm I'm staying away from, I think they're, they're pretty much on par. Um, But for each quarterback, I think their rushing props are, um, you know, favoring the under a bit Um, with Jimmy G, you know, books do usually offer four and a half yards for him. And usually I just, you know, pound the under usually have 58 to 60% chance. And he'll go under, but this, this game in particular, he's around 55%. And the reason that is I I have um, for quarterback rushing yards, I simulate out, how they're going to rush, you know, on the first 59 minutes of the game, and then the uh, opportunity for kneel downs at the end. So a guy like Jimmy G, you know, they've won, what, 14 games, 15 games total this year. Um, His rushing stats are going to have, you know, kneel downs at the end of the game. So typically he's going to, his median is going to be around two and a half. But this game, you know, the Niners being, um, you know, plus one, plus one and a half, it actually helps out his rushing prop. So um, I, I'm probably going to avoid it this game, but um, th- this is usually a prop I attack, but that's why I'm avoiding it this game. Um, and then on the other side, Patrick Holmes, I mean, he's just been incredible rushing lately. So, you know, we have a really high total. I think some books are up to 30 now. What, what's the highest total you've seen for uh Mahomes rushing prop right now? 32
0: and a half at some books. 32 and a half. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's super so, high. Yeah, so if I get 32.5, that's now 63.9%. Um, and I have factored it, you know, he had the, the knee injury, you know, halfway through the season. So I, I sort of ignored his rushing stats in that range. So I think, you know, the, the recent rushing um, boom for him, I, I think well, we'll see that spill over. But that's still a high projection for him. I think he's going to stay in the pocket and throw a lot in this game. So, you know, under 32.5 will be one of my favorite plays. I have that, like I said, around 63%. I mean, it just goes to show you, you need to line shop. If you have access to multiple books, uh, make sure you get the best numbers. So, uh, anything over twenty nine and a half for Mahomes' rushing yards, I think I'll be hitting
1: the under. All right, Raybone, what about you? Any props for these two quarterbacks that you have your eye on? I think the rushing for Mahomes is probably my favorite one at this point. Jimmy G, I'd probably still take
0: the under. I don't expect him to 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 do much on the ground either way. Um, and like the passing attempts and completions for Mahomes, the books have kind of in, inflated it by like a, maybe a, a half of a, a, an attempt and a half of a completion. But people seem to be betting the over so much that uh, at a lot of books, you can find the unders at, at very favorable odds for his attempts and completions. And the medians are 23, uh, uh, 35 for Mahomes. and. In the last three playoff games, you know, they've fallen behind, you know, so in the AFC championship last year, 14, nothing, they fell behind. And then, in the, in the playoff games this year, they fell behind 24 nothing, and then they fell behind 10 nothing to Tennessee. And yet Mahomes didn't go you know, over those numbers in any of those three playoff games. So even if they fall behind, um, especially against the defense is good. I think there's still a chance that those are pretty close to his true medians. And when you're getting extremely uh, favorable odds to bet the under, you know, 23 and a half or the under 36 and a half, I, I think you take it there with, with Mahomes as well.
1: I'm very much uh, with both of you guys. I really like the Mahomes rushing under. I put that in the uh, Action Network app as one of my my prop bets for the game. And uh, Raybon, I'm also with you on under for uh, completions and pass attempts for Mahomes to put some numbers on it. Uh, if you look at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, uh, the under uh, 35.5 is plus 115 for pass attempts the under for 23 and a half completions is plus 125. So I like that you're getting positive numbers for both of those. Uh, I like those quite a bit. Rayvon, I'm gonna have Sean mediate our touchdown prop conversation for uh, Mahomes because uh, Sean, we are we are split on this. I think at uh, one and a half, as the over-under for Mahomes with a juice of minus 235 to the over, which is heavy juice. I acknowledge that, and I originally bet it at 215. But even a juice of 235 to the over, I still think that there is some value there for Mahomes because in his, I understand he has a tough matchup, but in his 27 career games with Tyreek Hill, uh, he has a median of three, and he's hit the over in... 21 of the 27 games, So he's done it at close to 78% clip. So uh, I still think there's a little bit of value there on the over, but uh, I'm sure you think I am a fool as I can see by the smile on your face.
2: No, I was going to ask in that sample size, how many times did they face the uh, 49ers? (laughs)
1: Uh, I believe they did it once last year in the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured game. Oh, really? How yeah, many touchdowns I would, did Mahomes throw on that one? It was three, yeah. 314 yards, three touchdowns, losers. I'm going to lose this argument either way because I'm looking right. in the props to it and there's a
0: a bet quality of 10 to the over. Um, but like, Whoa. so from my, from my perspective, so you take out the game, you look at the games where Mahomes played, the, you know, this year, and it's uh, 60% essentially uh, that he throws multiple touchdowns. So about a 40% chance that he does not And I get that like, okay, going back, putting in the, you know, last year's numbers, it it makes sense. But, like, there was a big drop-off, you know, in touchdowns from this year to last year. And then, you know, looking at the San Francisco 49ers, uh, 50% of the quarterbacks went over their touchdown prop, 50% went under. Um, You know, to me, it's just, I just don't see the value at at minus 235. Like, I think that's, that's heavy. Like, I mean, usually you see quarterback touchdown props, you know, at the one and a half mark, you know well under 200 i get that it's mahomes um, but especially because he has been running a little bit more um, damian williams has been you know scoring on the ground quite a bit and this is essentially the toughest defense they faced uh, all year outside the patriots game where uh, they only i think scored two touchdowns in that game i believe it was in, in the 23 16 win It's not something I would bet, like even if the math says, even if the math were to say, okay, the percentages say there's like a slight value on the over. It's just not something I would bet on the over at minus 235. Uh, And I would rather just take a chance on the under because there's more avenues for it to hit, even if the Chiefs still give a a normal performance where they score three or four touchdowns. Again, you know, Damian Williams could get a couple. Mahomes could run one in. Um, There's just a lot more, I think, ways for that to hit uh, than weighing 235.
1: Okay, Sean's going to, to say something. I know he's, he's going he's gonna to intervene and it's going to be on your well, behalf. So I'm just going to say before that, I, I know that the 49ers have this uh, unbelievable pass defense and it is really good, but one thing that makes it good is that it's sort of like a bend-don't-break where they don't allow a lot of deep passes, but you know, they've allowed 23 passing touchdowns this year during the regular season. It's not as if that is a Patriots level number. The Patriots allowed only 13 passing touchdowns this year. The the 49ers still allow decent quarterbacks, even if they're not throwing the ball all the way down the field, they still allow decent quarterbacks to throw touchdowns. And Patrick Mahomes is better than a decent quarterback. Yeah, that's all still right.
0: like a 1. 1.4, 1.45 or something. 23 in 16 games? Like that's that's not a lot of touchdowns
1: yeah but that's also counting some of the horrible <laughs> quarterbacks that they were playing against like guys yeah, yeah. who aren't like league average mason rudolph kyle allen andy dalton case keenum like you take those out and the number gets even higher i can't split the tie here because i was just
2: gonna say I, I think the line's spot on you what was the under price for that is it plus 200 or it should be i think I it's, think juiced it's up, i so think it's, it's like, plus it might be like, like 180, 180. there's it's, just so much a, juice on that that's so the the Fair line I have is like minus two ten for the over. Ha! So I mean, bang! You, you gotcha. both are right and wrong at the same time. I just I think it's a pass. <laughs> no, that's the not free- have- no, Friedman's wrong. <laughs> the-
1: Friedman loves the over. I'm no, just no, like yeah, eh. if Sean's sending the line at two ten, I'm <laughs> yeah, wrong. Rayvon's right. I don't have a problem <laughs> saying that. I and like I I know I'm just gonna say odds maker. You I, are I wrong. Feel-
2: I see how it is one other point I mean it seems like the Super Bowl we we see a lot more trickery also I know on the 49ers side uh, we could see Emmanuel Sanders attempt to pass They, they always have a prop for number of players with an attempt to pass is there anybody on the Chiefs that you guys think like does Tyreek Hill have the ability to you know roll out and throw the ball do they have anybody? Not. I don't think like, so. I don't think yeah. they're going to
1: take the yeah. ball out of Mahomes' hands. Right. That's what I, I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. Andy Reid would get shitted
0: on for days. <laughs> like even if it was just like an incompletion or like an a stalled right. drive, like yeah. and much less something worse. Like he would get just or dragged.
2: Sammy Watkins throwing an interception. Like right. <laughs> but I think we're we're definitely going to see Emmanuel Sanders pass attempt.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I, like yeah. any one of those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like. I, I think Shanahan's a little more interested in the trickery. So uh, I can see it. All right, let's talk about these running backs. The two big guys, Damian Williams, Raheem Mostert, the guys who are really standing out because uh, at this point, we really don't know what's happening with Tevin Coleman yet to practice. You know, he seems like he might play, but, you know, we don't have confirmation on that. And if he does play, he certainly won't be 100%. The lines that we see right now uh, for Damian Williams, 50, 51 and a half yards rushing. Uh, Three-and-a-half to four-and-a-half receptions. Obviously, uh, check your book to uh, get the best line there. I really like over three-and-a-half for the receptions, but uh, depending on where you find that, Uh, 30-and-a-half yards receiving for Damian Williams. And then Raheem Mostert, I mean, this is obscene, but anywhere from 60.5 on the low end to 80.5 on the high end. The rushing yardage for Raheem Mostert. A receptions prop of one and a half and eleven point five yards receiving. Sean, any thoughts on these guys and their props?
2: Yeah, so I, I have uh, Mozart sort of TBD right now. We're still waiting to find out exactly what's up with Coleman. You know his rushing prop would if you see eighty, I would try to lock in the under on that, But still, you know, if Coleman's ruled out, you know he could have a pretty beefy projection on my end. Uh, so right now he's TBD, but Damian Williams, I think offers a ton of potential on a few props. Um, last week, I I actually bet on the over 12 and a half rush attempts and the under 57 and a half rushing yards. Uh, his yards per carry on the year was pretty misleading. He has a uh, 91 yard run and an 84 yard run. If you were to remove those two. You know, let's be fair. Let's also remove his two shortest runs, which are like minus seven and minus eight. His yards per carry would be 2.98 or something like that. Um, So he was a very, you know, low yard per carry kind of guy. You know, over a large sample, you'll see big runs like that. But my simulator, um, you know, simulates... The entire game and it just showed, you know, his his median was closer to like 49.50. And I thought his rush attempts would be around 1415. And it's pretty much the same thing this week. So his rush attempt at 12 and a half on FanDuel, the over is only minus 126. I have that hitting um, over 60% of the time. So that's one of my favorite bets. Um, that's a pretty stable. Stats, you know, someone's volume in that regard. So, so I love the over there. Um, I'm pretty much neutral. I think the rushing yard prop is pretty much spot on at 50 And, a half. Um, and then, like you said, I think the the over three and a half receptions. I'm showing a little value on that. I have that being closer to a fifty five percent hit rate. Um, so there's some edge there. Um, you know, it's not uh, you know bet the entire mortgage on it kind of bet. But he has some some um, opportunity in the volume markets. But I'll, I'll stay away on his. Um, yardage markets. I think they're pretty much spot on. Raybon, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I, I too like the uh, the overrun his catches, just because I did some research on this and when a team like the 49ers on defense, when they don't blitz, that is when you see an increase in running back target rate because Uh, What a blitz does, obviously, it brings extra rushers and you have to kind of account for them with a running back more so than it's harder to do it with a tight end unless you kind of motion them into the backfield. So sometimes teams blitz specifically to take running backs out of the pass game. And so the Niners, on the other hand, they get a lot of pressure, but they're not a high percentage blitz team, uh, fourth lowest rate. So you could use a guy like a Blake Bell. And, and he and as that fifth-skill player, and leave him in to block if you need to on pass down. So I think Williams and the 49ers also allowed the lowest average depth of target, uh, 6.8. Uh, I think they're going to force uh, a lot of passes underneath. And I think Mahomes will, will kind of take those in this game. That's not something you always see from the Chiefs, but that's just how they're going to have to play against this defense. So I, I like the over on Williams. I don't think the yards is, is, is as good of a, a bet in terms of receiving because the Niners have been one of the best in terms of their – yards per catch allowed yards per attempt allowed and all that in the pass game but as far as the rushing yeah I'm, I'm in the same boat as sean like i think that the yards per carry has a danger to be low i like the attempts more because i think um san francisco they've shown that they can kind of take backs out of the game uh the last two uh, running backs dalvin cook and aaron jones both went under their rushing yard prop but they both went over their reception prop and then i think they split the receiving yardage so i think yeah over on receptions for williams under on um on the russian for most, yeah, it's too early to tell. I mean, eight, I, I did walk in in uh, under 80 and a half, kind of a speculative thing, but yeah, if, if Coleman's ruled out, I don't know if they have any confidence in Brita. so um, it's, it's just more of a speculative thing, because I think Coleman says he's going to play. Um, I, I, think, I think he'll be out there, but you know, uh, can't, can't recommend that without knowing the full um, you know, uh, scope of the information.
2: And do you guys, like, what's up with LaShawn McCoy? I guess um, I figured he was going to be, you know, pretty much irrelevant, maybe get a carry, Um, but I guess he had some illness. So he was inactive last week. Do you guys think he'll get any touches here? Yeah, his illness was (laughs) sideline-itis. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But Darwin Thompson, I mean, I remember seeing a play, um, I think he was just out in the flat and Mahomes threw it and it hit him in the ass. Like Darwin Thompson... They probably will just have Damian Williams on the field the entire game. Why would you even incorporate Thompson in this game? So yeah, I I think just Damian Williams could play, you know, ninety plus percent of steps, especially if we think that McCoy is basically, you know, a healthy scratch again this week.
1: Yeah. Sean, uh kind of dovetailing with what you said, that's why I am pretty pretty bullish on Williams in a variety of ways, even though I, I tend to prefer unders uh for player props. I think Williams is the one guy where I, I'm really uh looking for the overs with him. so uh, I already bet uh, early last week uh, over 50 and a half for him and maybe that's not the best number but uh, I don't mind it in the the 10 games where he's had at least a 60% snap rate with the uh, with the Chiefs so going back to last season, uh, his median uh, outcome has been 63 rushing yards uh, but I really like his capability as a receiver and uh, so that's why I'm so optimistic on what he can do there. Uh, in those 10 games, he had five receptions and 34.5 receiving yards. Uh, and so you put all that together. Uh, there's a prop out there, his total rushing and receiving yards at DraftKings it's 82.5. Uh, and I like the over for that. That just seems uh, a little bit too low for me. I, I would put the number, uh, a little bit higher than 90, but, uh, I'm probably being a little too optimistic on Williams, but uh, I just think with how much he's going to be out there, the, the potential that the Chiefs have to go away a little bit from Travis Kelsey, have to go away a little bit from Tyreek Hill, because the 49ers, I'm imagining those are the two players that they're really going to seek to lock down. Uh, I think that could amplify the opportunities that Williams gets. And uh, as it is, if he's out there for 90% of the snaps, he's going to get a lot of opportunity anyway. So uh, I'm pretty optimistic on him. When it comes to Mostert, uh, 77.5 as one of the numbers that's out there is just obscene. I'm shooting for the middle. I took over 60.5 early last week. That number is still actually available at uh bet MGM but it has been juiced up to the over so that they haven't actually moved the line they've just juiced the over so now it's at minus 185 uh, but you can still uh, obviously find uh, unders uh, for 77 and a half and even 80 and a half so I am shooting for the middle I have over 60 and a half and under 77 and a half and hoping that we land in that sweet middle uh, let's get to some of these wide receivers this is I think a really interesting group of guys here, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Meikle Hardman, Demarcus Robinson for the chiefs. And then on the 49ers, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, and that sweet Kendrick Bourne, uh, who according to Chris Raybon is the greatest wide receiver in the history of not, I would say just the NFL, but any game ever in the universe that, uh, involves any position designated wide receiver. Rayvon, talk to us about why you like Kendrick Bourne so, so much.
0: All right, like You've painted me into such a corner and he's going to get zero catches for zero <laughs> yards and it's going to suck. Um, but no, so the reason I like Bourne in the context of prop betting for this game is, um, and it's more to do with his touchdown props, really. Um, so there's, I think, a prop out there. Uh, what is it? Like something like 20 to one or, or even more than that. I think it was like 24 to one. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was first touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think uh, uh, 33% of his touchdowns have come in uh, the first quarter this year he did score the first touchdown of the game in minnesota but he has six touchdowns over his last 11 games uh he scored in five of those 11 um so i think there is some value on him he's going to kind of be the guy that you know we talk always about when people are betting these props, they're hitting the overs. Well, no one's really betting Kendrick Bourne. So you're not really going to see the, these lines like shoot up to where there's like the value is lost on, on these Kendrick Bourne touchdown props. So he, he's had a multiple touchdown game over his last 11. He's had a couple of um, he's had, again, six touchdowns in his last 11 games. I think there's value on all of his touchdown props, whether it's any time touchdown, uh, multiple touchdowns or first touchdown. For yardage, I love the Demarcus Robinson under. I think you can get it as high as 26 and a half at some books. Um, I would bet it as low as actually 16 and a half. His median of targets with Tyreek Hill in the 14 games that they have both played is two targets. His median yardage in that ga- in those games is nine receiving yards. Now, forget the nine receiving yards, but two targets. He averages about just under eight yards a target. So that's about 16 yards before you factor in the stri- like how good the niner is. Uh, defenses at limiting big plays down the field. So I think there's a ton of value here because I think books are just kind of looking at his season long numbers and 58%, 58% of Demarcus Robinson's receiving yardage came in the four games that uh, Tyreek Hill missed completely. So love the under uh, at his yardage prop all the way down uh, to 16 and a half.
1: Okay, Sean. Two things. One, where are you on the Kendrick Bourne controversy? (laughs) And then then, then two, uh, any of the props stand out for these guys? Um, Neutral on Kendrick Bourne. I mean,
2: I always have him two catches for 20 yards. So that's where the props are right now. So that's a pass for me. But, you know, I do love the, uh, you know, something like the first touchdown market. Um, Guys like him can offer value. So that that sharp, that makes sense. I would say Bourne and Mecole Hardman for uh, first touchdown. Um, Michael Hardman's around 17 to one, you know, like I said, he's returning kickoffs. He'll be the first player to touch the ball. Yeah. Um, now it might be a kneel down, but just things like that, little things like that. You can find a little edge in those markets. Those are more just for fun in my opinion, but yeah, the Demarcus Robinson, um, receiving yards, that's one of my favorite bets as well. Um, right now, you know, twenty and a half is you know the worst number I've seen, um, and I still have that fifty-eight point three percent going under. I have his median being sixteen exactly, but you know, if you can get twenty-two and a half, you see the odds jump up to sixty-two and a half percent. So it's just critical, guys, with these like lower receiving props, every yard matters. So just make sure you're getting the best number, um, or you know, as we get closer to the game time, these props might go up. Because you know they, they take a lot of overaction on these, so a prop like that, um, I would try to get 22 or over if you can get it, and that's over 60% chance. I think it'll hit. You know, I'm just staring at like 67 different receiving props right now. And the other one that I I, I found stood out a little bit was Emmanuel Sanders' longest reception. Um, I've seen 17 and a half out there. I have that hitting over you know close to 60% of the time. I um, mean, it's interesting. If you look back, I kind of went through his game log, and I think he's gone under that total um, in more than fifty percent of games. But my simulator tries to take out that luck involved with the prop like this. And he's—you've seen a lot of his long receptions, sort of um, stacked in the same game. So something like that has been a little bit fluky with him. So I think, especially in this game, you know, the, the 49ers have gotten away with running the crap out of all the past couple of games, but this game, they'll probably have to throw to keep up with the Chiefs. So a guy like Sanders, I think has potential for at least one catch over 17 and a half yards. So I, I would agree with my sim there. Another prop, I, I haven't seen any uh, Kyle Juszczyk receiving uh, reception props, but a guy like him. Um, I'm typically betting the under. So his receiving yards at 12 and a half, he essentially is going to have to catch two balls to go over that. So I- I've spotted some value on uh use check under 12 and a half receiving yards. And then I guess the only other one I wanted to touch on would be uh tire kill. All of his receiving props, I'm showing about a 56% chance they'll go under. Um he's a guy where his median's gonna be a little bit lower. I'm gonna be targeting heavily in, you know, DFS tournaments and things like that. His upside is phenomenal, but when it comes to these kind of markets where we're betting on his median, it's always a little bit skewed um to the under here. So uh, you know, tire Kill um under seventy-six and a half receiving yards, I have that hitting fifty-five percent of the time. So those those will be some of the bets that'll be chipping off um as well.
0: Yeah. And Hardman, Um, I should mention for DFS uh, on DraftKings, I think Hardman is one of those guys that after you get in, um, you know, Mahomes, you get in Garoppolo and you get in Damian Williams and you get in Raheem Mostert, uh, you, you have some salary about oh, just under 4K uh, to play with there. If you go Mahomes in the captain spot. And so I think Hardman is is crucial at at 2200 as as a guy that you can kind of round out your lineups with he's actually you know so demarcus robinson another reason i like his unders is because he only played 37 percent of the snaps last week that was a season low you know Hardman, he could benefit from that. He's he played forty percent, so three percent more than, than Robinson. So his, he he's kind of on the up and up as far as the snaps go. I think he he's a guy that with the return, with the added benefit of getting returns uh, and potentially an increased workload, um, you need to get him in as kind of a, a punt play to uh, to round out cash game lineups.
1: And uh, I like Hardman quite a bit on the and you mentioned this uh, odds to score first touchdown. Obviously shop around a little bit, but you can find him at uh, twenty two to one uh which I think provides some pretty decent value there. And uh you mentioned Kyle Uschek, someone uh I'm also interested in as uh like potential to uh like catch the first pass. You can find that at like ten to one, I think twelve to one in some books. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can definitely
2: see Shanahan, you know, writing up a play for Uzcheck, first yep. play of the game. I would bet, yeah, first catch of the game, anything what what 30 to one. What do you have? And then still bet his under receiving yards, 12 and a half. I think you could hit both, but yeah, I haven't seen those props yet, but yeah, you check first catch is
1: pretty sharp. Okay. Let's uh, go to tight end. And there's uh, obviously the two best tight ends in the game. Travis, Kelsey, George Kittle. Both of these guys have remarkably similar props. Uh, You can find their receiving totals uh, anywhere from five and a half to six receptions and uh, 73 and a half for Kittle 75 and a half on the receiving yardage for Travis Kelsey and then there's a great uh, head-to-head prop which one is going to have more receiving yards in this game Kelsey is favored I believe minus 130 and you can find Kittle as the underdog at plus 105. Sean where are you uh, thinking you want to invest for these two guys? Yeah. So, I
2: mean, I pretty much have them projected the same, you know, six catches for around 73 yards as their median. I actually found some value on George Kittle. So they have pretty much the same, same props, but the longest reception Kelsey's at 21 and a half and Kittle's at 24 and a half. You know, I kind of have them both hovering around like 22 and a half for their median on that. I mean, those, I think those markets, you can find quite a bit of value if line is, you know, one and two off even. So I'm going to look more in a kill, but right now I have him at uh, 59% going under longest reception, 24 and a half. I haven't personally vetted, you know, looking at his game logs to see what uh, might cause sports books to set a line a little bit higher than Kelsey here. Uh, but I'll look into that. But like I said with Emmanuel Sanders, I think um, a lot of his long receptions were kind of clustered in the same games. So he's been, um, you know, he hasn't gone over that number in more than 50% of the games, but, you know, regression and math have a way of evening itself out. So I think Kittle, I'll look into that, I'll write it up in my um, player prop guide, but I think there's gonna be value on his long reception being under 24 and a half. As as painful as that might be to bet on uh, Kittle under, I think that might be the market I'll be attacking.
1: All right. To circle around to uh, a couple of the props we were mentioning earlier with the fullbacks, if you want to bet on Anthony Sherman as the first Chiefs player to have a reception, you can get that at 80 to one. And if you want to bet on Kyle Juszczyk to be the first 49ers player with a reception, you can get that at 10 to one. So oh, uh, no, it's not, not good. as, yeah, no, not as good, not good at 10 good. to
2: one. Yeah, no, Not, not, not good as
0: good at all. Not as tasty. Oh man, I, I feel like, I feel like, cause we were, so we recorded the serious show a couple of hours ago and we were like really excited about like, uh, like irrationally excited about Kyle Juszczyk. I feel like somebody, like somebody out there put like a thousand bucks on it and like just drove <laughs> down. Cause I think you, I swear you said 20 to one Friedman on the show and, and now it's 10 to no, one. No,
1: for Juszczyk it was, it was definitely 10 to one. It was you
0: sure? I I don't I don't mm, think so. But
1: maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I'm thinking I it was it was ten to one. The, but uh, Sherman eighty to one is kind of interesting. And if you want to bet on a player to have the first reception, Sherman is a hundred and fifty to one. And use check just first reception in the game is twenty two to one. Now Sherman would ha- he would have to be over three hundred to one to yeah.
2: even get me to right. even consider it. This isn't the Pro Bowl here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, by <laughs> by the way, the fullback uh, pieces for the yeah. Pro Bowl. Nope, the, it, no, not the window. The one year the one ends, work Tight out. Ends are
2: good. Tight ends are good. Yeah, Andre Roberts. Ends, so. I, I didn't see Andre Roberts coming. I had projected for point two receptions, just in case. But yeah. Um that was a bit surprising.
1: All right, Rayvon, where are you on these tight ends, Kelsey and Kittle?
0: I'm kind of the same. I uh, you know, I think that they have similar uh medians. Uh, I think so if I'm betting this, I think Kelsey's a guy who I would feel more comfortable betting the under on his yardage um, because I think, again, the 49ers, the way they play, it, they drop guys back into coverage and they, uh, they allow a low average of the target. They make quarterbacks get rid of the ball quick. He could end up getting more receptions and going and hitting like the, the, the six or going over um, just because it's taking the Chiefs longer to get down the field. They have to dink and dunk a little more than usual in this game. Um, so I could see him going over his receptions or at least pushing it if it's six and, uh, and still going under the yards um, with Kittle. It's a bit trickier. I think I would be more comfortable betting the under on his receptions uh, than his yards, because Kittle is, you know, has been a guy that can, can turn some big plays and, uh, you know, the Niners are really good at limiting explosive plays The Chiefs not quite as good. Um, and, and the way Shanahan kind of schemes with, with play action and because they're so run heavy um, I could see a Kittle – I mean, that's probably why the longest reception market is what it is. I, it, it, you know, it's probably just kind of um, a little bit of the Niners defense and a little bit of, you know, Kittle in the play action. I could see him um, getting a big play off that. Uh, so I think his yardage prop like – it probably still would go under at most of the numbers I'm seeing out there. But um, if I had to pick one that I felt better about, it would be Kittle under his receptions at six or five and a half juiced up and then and then Kelsey under his yardage at uh, at 70, looks like 74 and a half.
1: All right, if you look at the history of Super Bowl MVPs, we have running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, you know, linebackers. One point we even had was like... Kick returner, kick returner. We had Devin <laughs> Howard. Yeah, kick returner. I mean, he's a
0: wide receiver, but he's right. listed, I think, as kick returner uh, yeah. in the official.
1: We've had uh, We've had a cornerback with Larry Brown. We've had a safety with Dexter Jackson. We've never had a tight end. What do you think the odds are? If you look at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, we have Travis Kelsey at twenty to one, George Kittle at 16 to 1. Odds maker, what do you think the chances are that one of those guys actually wins MVP? 10%. Are you just shooting from the hip or no? Are you yeah, yeah. I'm shooting from the hip. Yeah. I mean, the thing with MVP,
2: yeah. it's such a subjective thing that, yeah. you know, I don't have like a model for that. I would say about 10%. So, you know. I think if they have some prop like that, like will a tight end win MVP? Set it at ten to one odds. Yeah, Blake Bell they included do. in that. So I mean,
1: yeah. Uh, so DraftKings actually does have I didn't Blake Oh, Bell. they do. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> part. DraftKings does have a a prop on this, uh, and they have tight end at nine to one.
2: Yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. alright. I wouldn't bet it, but yeah, that's a good yeah. line.
1: Any more props that uh, you guys are just hankering to talk about for Super Bowl Fifty Four?
0: Well, I think going back to that the tight end MVP thing. So the, the issue with Kelsey is that he's, he, he has the strongest correlation to Mahomes. Um, if you look at the Fantasy Labs, uh, you know, showdown, you click the player card, you can see the correlations for fantasy. If, if Kelsey and Mahomes, they have a 0. 0.52 correlation, it would just be tough for Kelsey to win it with, with a, such a high correlation because that means Mahomes probably did throw for, you know, two, three scores and whatnot. So um, I, I think Kittle for me would still be the better bet. Um, and I really like Debo Samuel as a, as a kind of long shot bet, um, because the, he's, he's had 39% of the 49ers receiving yardage over the last three games. He has had, uh, 20 or more rushing yards in five of the last seven, a couple, you know, he's popping big plays in the run game pretty much almost every time he gets, a, a, a you know, every other handoff essentially. And he's gotten at least one, uh, you know, in each of those games. So, uh, there's a scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw a ton of yards, but Samuel gets a high percentage of them. And then Samuel could conceivably score in both facets. Like he could score in, in the pass game, he could score in the run game. Um, so if, let's say, the Niners committee backfield does, somewhat does return to where Mostert doesn't go completely nuts and, and Coleman or, or Brita don't either, like I just see there's like a whole confluence of factors kind of adding up to if the 49ers win. Debo Samuel, I think, has a, a decent bet at being that player that stands out. And uh, you can, I think you can get him at anywhere from 20 to 24 to 1. Um, so I, I like that one as a long shot MVP bet. And, and I love him as a captain in, uh, in DFS.
1: Sean, any other props you want to hit on? Uh, There's
2: just one other prop that's not a player prop, but uh, it's a prop we can only bet on the Super Bowl. It's the total touchdown yardage market. I actually simulated that out, and I have it around 111.5, and you can get it 102.5 to 104 at places. And I have that being around 56% chance of going over. And I think it just speaks to, you know, the explosive players we have in this game. We have Tyra Kill. Mozart can have a long touchdown run. Debo Samuel, as Bon just mentioned. So I think this game, well, you know, the 49ers defense could um, limit the Chiefs somewhat. I think this market is a good way to sort of invest in the explosiveness of the, the individual players in this game. So I, I like the over basically any uh, number I've seen out there for the total touchdown yardage in this game.
1: That's interesting. And, uh, if there's a kick return that counts for it as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm
1: 104 yard yeah. return touchdown. It's already a, a hit. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot to like there. Uh, two props that we've talked about on the uh, Sirius show. It looks at the market for scoring multiple touchdowns. And you can find, I believe, uh, Damian Williams out there for uh, around 350. I want to make sure I'm kind of looking at some of the right numbers. And Raheem Mostert out there for, I think, a similar number. Both guys actually have a pretty decent chance to score uh, multiple touchdowns. And both of the teams... Especially the 49ers this year, I believe in eight of their 18 games, they've given multiple touchdowns to uh, one of their running backs. And then Damian Williams in his uh, 10 games really as the lead back for the the Chiefs, uh, he has scored multiple touchdowns in four of those games. So uh, I think that there's some value there. But uh, yeah, Raybon, uh, take it away on the research there. Oh, no. And and you
0: also have Sean McCoy and Darrell Williams each had a multi touchdown game. Yeah, that's right. You want to kind of include that um, if you're kind of factoring it out. So, yeah, I I think those running backs, um, I mean, I don't know how great like if you I mean, Sean could probably speak to this more, but I don't know how great the value is at like plus 350. But I mean, I think it's like good enough to especially if you're a casual better and you just want to get something that's like reasonable. Um, you know to, to to happen. I think that's that's solid. And and I again, I think the the third receivers on both teams also offer value in the multi touchdown market. So Kendrick Bourne for the Niners, of course, and uh, and Miko Hardman for the Chiefs, especially because again, he can get those uh, he can get those returns and those count as, as, as touchdowns as well.
1: All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Action Network Podcast. You can follow Sean, Chris, and me in the Action Network app at the underscore oddsmaker Chris Raybon and Matt at the Oracle. Use the app get real-time odds and track your bets for free check out the rest of our episodes and live shows this week please subscribe to and rate and review the show on apple podcast radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget you can listen and download on spotify see you again next episode
0: we're finished talking